Good morning, everybody. You're tuning in to the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Tuesday, September 5th, and I'm your host, Vanessa Tiberio, reporting for Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are our top stories for this morning. First up, Ontario Housing Minister Steve Clark resigns amid Greenbelt controversy. Then, a shooting outside an Ottawa wedding venue leaves two dead and six injured. And for our last story, Burning Man festival goers were stranded after heavy rains and flooding. And lastly, we will hear about the upcoming Toronto International Film Festival from Hanya and Zoha. So let's get into this morning's news. Ontario's Housing Minister Steve Clark announces his resignation amid Greenbelt land controversy. His his resignation comes as Ontario's Integrity Commissioner investigated his behaviour and recommended he be reprimanded. The Commissioner found Clark failed to properly oversee the process that led to the Greenbelt being selected for housing development. He was also found to breach sections of the Members' Integrity Act for conflicts of interest and use of insider information. It also comes weeks after the province's Auditor General found the process of choosing land developers was flawed. The Auditor General said it was heavily influenced by a small group of wealthy, well-connected developers. Clark posted a letter to social media saying the housing crisis demands someone who is not a distraction from the important work that needs to be done. Ontario's Greenbelt was created in 2005 to protect environmental lands from urban development. The Ford government removed close to 3,000 hectares of land in December to build 50,000 homes. The government said this choice was to help meet their promise of building one and a half million homes in the next decade to address the housing crisis. The decision to develop the Green Belt was heavily criticized by residents, environmentalists, and First Nation leaders. NDP leader Merritt Stiles said in a statement that while Clark's resignation is positive, two are two. NDP leader Merritt Stiles said in a statement that while Clark's resignation is positive, two reports and an RCMP probe indicate the corruption goes beyond Clark's office. Premier Premier Doug Ford thanked Clark for his years of service in the cabinet on Twitter. Clark said he will remain as an MPP for his writing. For our next story, Ottawa police are investigating a shooting at a wedding reception, leaving two Toronto men dead and six injured. Ottawa police said they responded to reports of gunfire Saturday night in the city's south end. Police say the shooting happened outside the Infinity Convention Center. According to CTV News, nearby residents said they heard about 20 shots ring out. The victims were attending a reception near the Ottawa International Airport. The two deceased include 26-year-old Saeed Mohammed Ali and 29-year-old Abdishakar Abdi Dahir. According to CBC, the six people who were injured were not in life-threatening conditions. Police had made no arrests as of Monday afternoon and don't have a description of any suspects. Police say they have no information to suggest the shooting should be investigated as a hate crime. Police also said they are exploring all investigative angles at this time and are asking witnesses or anyone with information to contact Ottawa Police. For our final story this morning, thousands of Burning Man festival goers were stranded in the northern Nevada desert after heavy rains and flooding. 
A late summer storm turned the sandy ground into a mud pit, trapping tens of thousands of party-goers. As of Monday morning, the road leading out of the festival was not safe to pass on, but organizers were hopeful it would clear up later in the day. According to CTV News, festival organizers closed the festival to vehicles on Friday after more than half an inch of rain drenched the desert. The annual counterculture gathering typically attracts close to 80,000 attendees, with many camping overnight. One fatality has been reported at the festival, but Burning Man organizers said the death of the man in his 40s wasn't weather-related. President Joe Biden told reporters in Delaware on Sunday that he was aware of the situation at Burning Man. Biden said the White House is in touch with local officials. Attendees resorted to putting plastic bags over their shoes to walk in the mud. Burning Man officials also urged festival goers to conserve their food and water supplies. While many attendees hunkered down at the site, some walked several miles to the nearest town to catch a ride. According to CTV News, DJ Diplo posted a video to Instagram on Saturday evening showing him and comedian Chris Rock riding in the back of a fan's pickup truck. He said they had walked six miles through the mud before catching a ride. Event organizers said they had to postpone the event's traditional finale, the burning of a giant wooden man, to the last day of the event on Monday evening. Well, that was all for me today, and now here are Hanya and Zoha with what you can expect at TIFF this year. Take it away. Hello, I'm Hanya, and I'm here to get you ready for the upcoming Toronto International Film Festival. The festival is only three days away, and this year looks like it has much to offer. I'll be one of the Met Radio team members who will be out and about covering the event, so stick around to hear about some releases hitting the festival. Looking ahead to what's to come, if you are somewhat of an adrenaline junkie like myself and like a movie that keeps you on your toes, makes you think, maybe gives you a good scare, then here are some of my top picks for thrillers to check out. South Korean director Jason Yu is bringing his horror-slash-thriller Sleep to the TIFF screen. Sleep follows the lies of two expecting parents, where Soojin mysteriously catches her husband waking in the middle of the night, mumbling strange words. With every night that passes, the husband's apparent sleep disorder worsens, giving rise to a nocturnal split personality. Afraid for her husband's and unborn child's life, Sujin seeks out a shaman who convinces her the disorder may have a paranormal origin. This enigmatic and suspenseful film follows the footsteps of Yu's predecessors such as Parasite's Bong Joon-ho. Its North American premiere can be caught on the TIFF screen in the late nights of September 15th and 16th. Another film to prepare for is Demian Ruga's Where Evil Lurks. The Argentine director has worked up another horror masterclass with a film set in a rural town that sees the rise of a new plague of demonic infections. It follows two brothers who race against time to prevent this epidemic from spreading. The film is described as grotesque with a sort of nightmare imagery that is sure to bring chills to your spine. You can catch the world premiere of Ruka's chaotic and wicked film at midnight on September 13th, or if you're a little weak-hearted, the show can be caught in the early night hours of September 14th as well. That's it for my rundown of what to look forward to at this year's Toronto International Film Festival. More information on horror, thriller, and action-packed films can be found on TIFF's Midnight Madness portal. Tickets for the festival are now on sale, and be sure to check out tomorrow's episode for some more Met Radio recommendations. Hello everyone, it's Soha here, and I'm so excited because it's finally TIFF week. Because we still have a couple of days left till the festival actually starts, I'm going to take you through some of the films, events, and casts that I'm most excited for. Immediately when I think about the films I'm most excited for, I think of the films Inshallah A Boy, Copa 71, Woman of the Hour, Pain Hustlers, Hell of a Summer, and oh man, the list goes on. 
What I especially love about these films, though, is the diversity in casts and directors, and even some of the stories being told aren't usually the ones that the Western media is exposed to throughout the year. So I think it's exciting to see these diverse films being showcased at TIFF. And I hope that these films also bring new perspectives to the Western film industry, but also there's just some incredibly talented directors being featured at the festival this year, so it's a great time for the audience to discover new and diverse talent. Some of the directors whose films I'm most excited for are Amjad Al-Rashid, a Jordanian director whose film will bring the Arabic language to TIFF screens this year, Zarar Khan, a Pakistani-Canadian director whose film will bring the Urdu language to TIFF this year, Nuda Niasari, a female Iranian-Australian director, and honestly, there's such a racially diverse lineup this year, I honestly can't wait. Not to mention the female-directed films such as Copa 71, the documentary that highlights the unofficial 1971 Women's World Cup that the TIFF website refers to as a moment virtually erased from the history of soccer, there's Gonza Girl, directed by Patricia Arquette, Women of the Hour, directed by Anna Kendrick, and again, the incredible list goes on. I honestly think this year's festival is going to be one of my favorites just because of the representation across all categories. But besides the films itself, the street performances and events at TIFF are always beating my expectations and leaving me counting down to the following year's festival. But for now, I'm still counting down to this year's festival in a couple of days, and I hope you're just excited as I am. So that was my TIFF look ahead. I'll talk to you folks soon, but until then, for Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm Zoha Nagar. Thank you so much, Hanya and Zoha. It's a sunny morning in Toronto today with a daily high of 32 and a low of 21. And that was all from this morning's newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I'll be back again next Monday with some more news at Morning Mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. For Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm Vanessa Tiberio. Thank you for listening.